This episode of the F1 Girlies in the Race is recorded on Ngunnawal Country. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey! I do that every Hello. time! <laughs> hey, our beautiful listeners. How you going? <laughs> Oh, that's such a lot. I love that intro. Yeah. It's <laughs> very like, oh. yeah, anyway, like late night radio, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Some like some blues Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, Ooh. like, anyway. Hello, listeners. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's up, guys? It's the F1 Girlies. <laughs> the F1 Girlies in the race. I'm Mick. I'm Geneva. And we are talking all about round two. Valencia, Spain for the F1 Academy. Can I please just say, I know we're talking about it in every episode, but I need them to start posting this live because I cannot keep up with everything that's going on. I genuinely am like, so you have a camera, right? (laughs) Because you're taking footage that you're then posting to Twitter. And then the footage is there. And then you're having highlights. So why can't you just stream this live on YouTube? (laughs) I'm literally so confused why they can't just make it happen. It surely must be. Is it a shortage of broadcasting (laughs) issue? Like maybe just someone didn't buy the rights or anything like that. Because even when they're like where to watch, they like don't specify like who has the broadcasting rights for it. Right? They're like whoever has broadcasting rights. So it's like who. Who does? <laughs> Question. But it's like, so broadcasting, right? So with F1, it would be like Sky Sports, Fox New, like Fox Sports, like that type of situation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's at least my understanding a, of it. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's free on YouTube. Yeah. You know? Because I, I, it, was, it was so fun. <laughs> it's so weird saying watching a race because you're not watching a race. You're literally <laughs> just staring at times. And then when, and then all you, it's pretty much like when you're watching F1, how on the side, how they yeah. have like the trackers. And then if someone overtakes someone, then you have a green arrow and a red arrow. Mm. So for people who haven't seen the live timing, just picture that and that's all you get. <laughs> so, you, so, so you see, so you see them like going through the sectors and then the sector times will just like flash up. In the order of them crossing it. So it's like really quick. So you know that it's a really close race. And then when someone overtakes another person, then you see the arrows. And so you're like, oh, someone was overtaken. And then when someone like, in this case, Lola Lovenfoss went off the track, Mm. you just see like them drop, 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 (laughs) all the way to the bottom. And then it's like safety car. And there's like a little thing down the bottom where it's just like car five penalty and then you're like so then you have to like quickly try and find their numbers and you're like oh who's car five (laughs) and then while that's happening you're like i want a visual to know what's happened here in case someone's just pitted or something's happened so then you like quickly jump onto twitter and then you quickly try and refresh the f1 academy page so i figure out what's happened and then it's just chaos (laughs) but it was like it was it's so close and i think that's what i love about it so much is that mm. every race you never know who's going to be on the that's podium so true. and then after every race <laughs> something happens oh my gosh what it's so <laughs> dramatic honestly i dare say and honestly i'm right 
The F1 Academy, far more entertaining and dramatic than F1 at this present oh, time. Oh, 100%. You know? Like, the race finished and I was like, I'm not going to do my updates video yet because I know something's bound to happen. <laughs> I remember you sending me that message. Oh, my gosh. And you and were then, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happened this past week? So qualifying happened and then they had to relook at all the qualifying times because people had exceeded the track limits. Okay, can you dumb that down for me real quick? What does that mean, exceeded the track limits? Um, so it's when all four wheels go out of the out? lane. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I feel like that's the easiest way to describe it. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. I just wanted to confirm just in case someone yeah. listening doesn't know. And yeah. And in qualifying, um, if so in a in a normal race, I think you get three, I wanna oh, maybe it's three or five. I can't remember off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But after that amount, you get a warning. And then if you do it again, oh. then you get either a penalty or you can be disqualified and things like that. Okay. But in qualifying, if you exceed the track limits on your flying lap, your time gets deleted. So that's what happened here. So everyone had mm. – they'd done all of the qualifying. <laughs> they'd announced on their Instagram that <laughs> Marta had taken out <laughs> P1 for both. And then afterwards, it was like the next morning, they were like, oh, no, we had to <laughs> redo all of the time. We take it back, because, we take it back, we take it back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. People like seated the track limits and then they had to redo it, which oh I find gosh. so funny because they like don't really update their – instagram page when that happens so you don't really know unless you follow the news Mm. which is i find quite funny too (laughs) i feel like you're like you've been keeping up with it really well but i find like i think it can be so difficult just to be like okay let me just sit down and like go through like refresh this watch these race times i feel like for like the average joe who is just flat out busy and you know doesn't create content for this yeah would just be like I've got no time it's too difficult a hundred percent like I feel like a lot of people are just going to be relying on the highlights and then that's not as exciting as you know following the race when for example Abby Pullen got third place in the third race and it was a four hundredths of a second that's how close it was for that position and you know it would be so much fun if we were actually able to watch that in real time. Exactly. Especially because it doesn't tell you who causes what in the live yeah. tracking times. It's so you just assume something's happened. Whereas it was only afterwards that we found out that um, one of the drivers had actually pushed Lola off track. <gasps> and not even Twitter had said, oh, you know, car, whatever yeah. number had pushed car, whoever off track. Like it was... It was only in the aftermath of me reading the news for it that I was like, oh, so that's actually what happened there. You know, people want to see it. They want to see it live. They want to know what's going on. And as we know, when we're talking about F1, only 1% of the fandom, I guess I can, of the community get to go see an actual race. But it occurred to me, they could literally just let people in. They could. Or just do... It could literally be a free event. They could event. 100% do that as a free event. Because so many people would come. There are so many people wanting to come. Even if it was like a discounted ticket. Even if it was like 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. People would come. Honestly, it would be great if it was free. But like they could yeah, do a no, discounted you're so ticket right. they really could to really publicize this academy and these races and these drivers because it's also the beginning of their not the beginning of their careers but like this is a huge point in their career so I'm just like F1 
100%. I didn't even think about that because obviously, yeah, what like watching it again. I say watching it where it's like you just see the pictures on Twitter. <laughs> it's like they, they doesn't see they're like we haven't heard anything about there being spectators. So yeah, you're right. They and really it would be so much better for the drivers as well because it just adds that sense, adds of just to like, the atmosphere. Like yeah, but this leads me to what I want to bring up. Oh, is okay. news about the F1 Academy. Okay. Which I think is going to be really interesting speaking about this, this whole... It is, yes. Yep, okay. So it's Hello Sunshine is in development with F1 Academy and Formula One to develop a documentary series. Reese with a spoon! <laughs> we love Reese. <laughs> who knew she was an F1 fan? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Even Anne Hathaway, I'm just I, I wonder who her favourite driver would be. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we actually just have a moment to think? Because I'm also like, who's Anne Hathaway's favourite driver? Do you think Anne Hathaway is a, a Red Bull girl? I was going to say Daniel Ricciardo because she was like, I'm such a big fan. But, but honestly, now I'm like, is she McLaren? Ferrari. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> Just say Ferrari. It's Ferrari. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? I bet she'd be a Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. See, like, I think, I bet Reese, would, I think Reese would definitely be a Mercedes girl. I can see that Oh, happening. for sure. For sure. Especially okay. now she's working with Susie on this. <laughs> I'm just like, can we please get Reese into the paddock? I'd love that. But pretty much the idea is that it's going to be exactly like, I'm not going to say exactly, but the format is going to be very similar, similar to, to Drive to Survive. And um, it's going to showcase these drivers throughout the season um, and just kind of show them getting into the sport. And the idea is to encourage in- engagement like Drive to Survive has. So the idea I... is to bring people to the sport. And they're saying that they're hoping that this documentary series will kind of springboard so they'll get a lot of people interested in it and then next year their calendar for F1 Academy will align with the main F1 Academy, which hopefully means it will be broadcasted. <laughs> so, yeah, oh my so gosh, it sounds really that. exciting. The only thing is it hasn't been announced yet as to who's actually going to hold the rights to it or where it's going to be shown. So Disney Plus. We know that Reese has had... <laughs> some of her projects on apple tv and prime video so i reckon they're probably actually the main two candidates yeah i bet you I actually it will probably be apple because even apple's i'm pretty sure in charge of the production for the untitled f1 film which lewis hamilton's oh, involved yeah, with true. so it would make sense if they were doing both yeah but uh kind of like a watch this space at the moment i reckon oh my gosh i know people shit on it and i it it irks me because it really I sorry what it- do they shit on <laughs> Sorry, on like Drive to Survive, like these podcasts (laughs) that have, you know, it's like, oh, you're only into it because you like Drive to Survive. Oh my gosh, it just shits me. Because yes, did I get into F1 because of Drive to Survive? Yes, I did. But it's not like I didn't know it existed prior. You know what I mean? I saw We'd all heard of Lewis Hamilton. We'd all heard of Lewis Hamilton. Did I know exactly what he did? No, but that's okay. Um, I've lost track. But anywho, oh, no, 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 I'm back to my point. Sorry. So everyone disses people who like that show getting into the sport. However, I think it's actually so smart because it really shows the inside of the whole beast. And I think that's why it's getting so popular. Yeah. So I think this will be perfect. And it definitely connects you to the drivers as well. Exactly. There's only so much that you can get from little interviews and 
and you know a bit of media content and social media content here or there but it will actually be so I'm so intrigued to just see how the dynamics of these teams work how especially these young young drivers are coming in and how they're competing with you know drivers who've been in the W series or been in like Formula 4 Formula Mm. 3 for a while so for me it's like I'm just I'm so I'm so intrigued I'm also like will I at the end of watching that documentary series actually like the drivers I currently like (gasps) interesting yeah it's like well will i twist and change well it's like, like i'm not drive gonna to lie survive. first season of drive to survive i was a mclaren fan and then by the end <laughs> <laughs> well i started daniel ricardo you can't that smile you're like yeah, yeah. i'm hooked aussie boy i'm there i'm supporting you by the end, Shia Leclerc. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but we're going to take a little break and we actually are going to introduce you to our next lot of drivers and team. Woo! Do you love watching 20 gorgeous men drive fast cars around unique circles? So do we. Join us, Geneva and Nick, while we talk all things F1. We will dive into paddock news, debrief on race weekends, and share our love for Lord Percival and Sir Drew. We'll discuss what it's like to be girlies who love F1 and debate if no, Michael, no, was actually right. Join us every Wednesday for the F1 Girlies podcast. Okay, everyone, we're back. (laughs) That was intense. Okay, so today we're going to be introducing to you Art Grand Prix. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I just had to take a second. I was like, is it different to the... It's literally there. Okay, so this company was established in 1996. They were originally um, went by the name ASM F3. And they were created by Frederick Vasseur, who, fun fact, is the current Ferrari team principal, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, I believe he actually does a lot for young drivers. Like, I apparently he's had a, like, long-standing relationship with Charles Leclerc as well. From karting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. So, it's like he's done a lot for a lot of, like, young drivers. So, when I read this as well i was like oh my gosh how exciting <laughs> what he a seems legend. Like such a fun guy honestly he's out there with the water gun he's just having a good time living his best life i do miss mateo though <laughs> no i do too honestly him and his vineyard trips with um gunter oh so- my gosh sorry i know side note <laughs> you have to read his book but he has known mateo for such a long time Really? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, side note, read the book. Okay, anyway. I really need to vote. Okay, <laughs> so our Grand Prix was founded in 1996 uh, under the original name of ASM F3 with Frederick Vasseur at the helm of the company. His objective, to develop expertise in the training of young talents so they could reach the highest level of motorsport, which we definitely see, you know, Charles Leclerc, he's definitely helped him in his journey. So in 2000, I was about to say 2024, I'm like, (laughs) hold yourself back, Geneva. 2004, ASMF3 becomes Art Grand Prix. So it was renamed Art Grand Prix following the acquisition of shares by Nicholas Tott. That association came to an end in 2018, but during those 14 years, it helped Art Grand Prix to become one of the major players in the motorsport injury. So that information is from their website. Very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I every just time like you look at so a different much. team, it's like it, it is really interesting finding out like about them, what they stand for, and 
their origins I find always so interesting. <laughs> and uh, we're about to get right into it with the drivers. I'm yeah. so excited. Okay, so um, so first we're introducing number seven, Lena Buller. Lena is Swiss and had a late start in karting at age 17. Lena Buller graduated to single seaters in 2020, racing in Spanish F4 once again the country with F4. I'm so intrigued. The following season, she drove in Formula Regional European Championship Championship by Alpine, limited by an injury sustained pre-season. But Lena's follow-up pam- campaign in 2022 was more successful. So that's really interesting. So she started at 17. She's now 25. Incredible. Literally. Again, all of these, yeah, all of these drivers are like, that's She's so talented. And Lena also took out two podiums over the three races. So over that's the past incredible. Weekend, so just, just nailing it, really. So the next driver we're going to be talking about is number eight, Carrie Schreiner. So Carrie is 24 years old from Germany, having raced in karts from 2011 to 2014. She claimed the 2012 X30 Junior Championship. Carrie Schreiner moved up to single seaters and. ADAC Formula 4 in 2015. Her racing career then switched to sports car racing, driving in a multiple Lamborghini Super Trofeo Trofeo? I hope, campaigns. And most recently, the Nuremberg Endurance Series. She was victorious in the (laughs) Nuremberg... Oh, God, I can't say it again. She was victorious in the Nuremberg 24 hours in her class in 20... 21. Oh, God. I'm so sorry to our listeners. I'm so sorry. I feel so not worldly whatsoever. Um, it doesn't help that, like, our Australian accents just. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just doesn't help us. So sorry about that. But That's yeah. It's kind of cool, though, that she's had a career in different. I think she's probably the first driver that we've properly seen coming from a different like motorsport yeah. if that makes sense like i feel like For yeah sure. if you've had like little bits and bobs but i feel like she's the first one where it's like oh wow no she proper like went and switched to a different i don't know Which what really you call cool. it is it would you call it a league would you call it she switched well, to a I different talent so. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess it would be similar but so different yeah so, oh, that's really interesting. I like sports car racing. Like, that's a whole different beast. Yep. It's like, yeah, some go into rally. And even then, I'm like, that's such a different beast as well. So different. So, that's Carrie. Very exciting. Mm. So, our last driver that we're introducing to you today is number nine, Chloe Grant. Age 17, beginning her career in karts in Scotland, Chloe Grant made her racing debut in 2021, ending the Junior Saloon Car Championship in 14th. Moving to single-seaters in 2022, Grant finished the GB4 campaign 9th. She also competed in the FIA Women in Motorsport Commission Girls on Track Rising Stars Initiative. That is a big word. That is a big title. Making the final four in the selection process. I also did a bit of like cheeky Chloe Grant research before we started our series and she had to take a break because of COVID so she only picked up karting and like driving like not long ago and then yeah had to take like a full gap off also can we just do a quick 
shout out to Chloe because she liked our Instagram post yes. and we love you. So thank you, Chloe. <laughs> the first driver, we were like <laughs> static. <laughs> um, I believe she also has like the youngest, I think she was one of the youngest Scottish drivers to ever receive like a junior racing license as well. So that's incredible. really impressive. Yeah. Yep. But I did have this question, this thought. So in a recent interview with um, Susie Wolf, she did say that even though, you know, they're making big waves, big splashes in the F1 pool, um, she thinks it's still going to be about eight to ten years until we see a woman in Formula yeah. One. Yeah, I can believe that because I think the whole initiative of this isn't to, like, have – one of these drivers next minute in an F1 car, right? Yeah. Like, if you think about, like, the longevity of F1 careers and things like that, it's you do get a few years in each league. Like, some drivers yeah. are in different leagues for multiple years. That's true. Then um, we've got Fernando in F1 for, like, decades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's only, like, what, 20 cars, 22 cars, depending – so I think yeah. the whole basis of the F1 Academy is that drivers start in F1 Academy, then they go up to F4, F3, F2, F1, mm, which it, kind of makes you feel like some of them are taking a, a step lot back. of them. Yeah, like it. I do think it will be a while before, because I'm just looking at this. For instance, like obviously not to just you know bring it up, but like Lena, for instance, is 25. Yeah. Now, Fernando is 41, so there, there is, you know, there is a long life that can be had yep. in this industry. However, yeah, I just, it's yeah. really interesting, isn't it? But I don't think, I, yeah. Like, but you're I, right, I think it's yeah, a... Who, who knows, really? Like, maybe one of these drivers will get an F1 seat. But knows? I think the goal for this is to just encourage women into sport. Like, there yeah. is a seat for you, not like a pipe dream of oh no there's only one seat in or two seats in history you know like Like, or or maybe you can be a reserve driver for one of the teams like Mm. so I think this now gives a lot younger girls who are just starting karting at like seven or eight looking at this being like there's a league for me now like there's hope and then that generation exactly and I think that's kind of what they're hoping for with this as well so these women are literally just paving the wave for yeah. this next generation Making history. in motorsport, which literally, yep. which is amazing. Yeah. So props off to all of them. So talented. Like, gosh. So talented. But yeah, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, so Beautiful. if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. And uh, next race, race three, Barcelona. Ooh. So good i'm really excited who knows like so who's much gonna is be gonna on the podium <laughs> exactly see this is what we want this is what we love <laughs> like who's it gonna be i love it okay um, bye yeah, thank you so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye <laughs> bye everyone this podcast was brought to you by cliche media group